Keep Shooting Podcast, another episode, man. Another episode. Uh, another episode without video. Brandon uh, Brandon sent me a text the other day. And he said, hey, man, uh, podcast this week. Let's do it. I said, I don't have anything to talk about. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I said, but I am going to work out one of these mornings if you want to come check that out. And he, he came and recorded that. And now this is the next day. And do I have stuff to talk about? Yes. So um, what I'm trying to say is I'm an artist, man. I'm an artist. When the mood, it's one of those things. I can't tell you when I'm going to, going to be in in podcast mode, but when it when it hits, brother, it hits, it hits. Um, Brandon right now also is in Turks and Caicos, so obviously you know he's getting paid well, and that's wonderful. So, you know, I hopped on an Instagram live last night with uh with david watts and we were talking about a lot of different things but he had some really cool questions and sometimes you know you never know how these certain little interview type things are going to go but sometimes you get a whole bunch of value out of it and you also start to unlock some things for you you know mentally that maybe you weren't thinking about prior and it was just a cool conversation and within that conversation um he he had asked me a question and I'm going to try to tie everything in together today in a way that makes makes sense. But the you know the question he asked, he was like, "Man, where where do you go from here? Right? You're you're doing the the subscription type thing, so you're you're working virtually, you're working in person with a lot of people, and, and you know you're doing all this different stuff. But where does it go?" He said, "You know, your mentor Rob Fodor coaches in the NBA, and is is that is that the step, man? Is that the step to go to the NBA?" And I hadn't thought about the answer fully i have i have i think communicated kind of my feelings on that in the past but it's really interesting where your mind goes as you start to undertake kind of this entrepreneurial journey uh, i i would say that i kind of fell into being an entrepreneur in a way that i knew that i wanted to be able to provide for myself i also had no idea how to do it but i think maybe that's part of it right but i would I would be lying if I said at the onset of me even going into training type work that the MBA was not the end goal, right? Like the whole thing was, man, how amazing would it be to one day get onto an MBA staff? And I reached out to MBA shooting coaches, anyone that I could find to, to talk to and, and start to pick their brains about things. And for the longest time, that's what I wanted to do, man. I, I think the whole thing was I, I would love to get my foot in the door and being able, you know, be able to work with the highest players in the world or the highest, you know, performing players in the world. And now when I was asked the question and he said, hey, you know, w- w- is that what's next? Is that what is that what you're going to try to strive for? My answer was no. And the answer was no, because I've already I've already been in a nine to five job for the majority of my working life. And I know what that is. I know what it's like to work for somebody. And as amazing as the NBA would be in terms of working with the greatest in the world, you're still working for somebody, right? Somebody kind of still determines whether or not you stay or go. Um, And it actually puts kind of like a cap on what you're able to do individually. If I've learned anything, it's that there's really no limits to what you want to accomplish, Right. If you whatever it, it all comes back to this, you know, that that saying the Neville Goddard thing of it is done. If if you truly believe in this end vision that you have and as grand as it can be, 
there are no limits on what you're able to do. And, and a job like that, while I understand would be the dream job for many, um, doesn't shine as bright for me anymore because I've now, I've now gotten a taste of what it's like to create my own destiny, I guess, if you will, right? And I just think it's a really, it's really interesting on where, it's really interesting to think about where life takes us, right? I would say that maybe even two years ago, I probably would have been like, heck yeah, man, MBA, MBA, MBA. But now it's, I think it's great. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm always going to be a fan of the MBA, but I don't think I'll ever need that for validation of what I'm doing. So the way I kind of like to think about it is if, if you kind of, if you kind of look at the NBA itself, it's this monster of an organization, and it's 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 just growing and growing and growing, and the players are getting better and better, and it's it's absolutely incredible. But at one point in time, the NBA did not exist, right? The NBA was was nothing. There was something else going on at the time, and that was that was the organization until the NBA came along and then started to grow as we know it today. But if you look at that kind of from an entrepreneurial I, why can't you create your own MBA? And I don't mean like league or anything like that. I mean, create for yourself what the MBA has made itself into as this long withstanding, powerful juggernaut of an organization. Why can't you start to make that for yourself? And that's 100% possible to me. So I kind of look at it as, why can't I create something of my own that has not yet existed but yet can have the staying power of something like that. Granted, maybe it's a smaller scale. I don't need it. You know, it's, it's, I'm, not, I'm not out here to, 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 to run a, a business like that, but I can create something for me and then something in which I'm calling the shots on. But I, I just thought it was an interesting, it was kind of interesting where that conversation went. And again, coming back to just how much our mindsets can change over a relatively short period of time, mainly due to action taking, taken on, on the behalf of whoever is finally going under these shifts in perspective. So I, had, uh, I was talking with a friend and he had recommended me some books. And whenever this particular friend recommends me books, I, I buy the books. Now, I don't read them all at once, uh, but I have them. Right. I have them. And, and he, this is an individual who, um, uh, you know, I trust greatly in terms of information that 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 he gives to me and, and that I should look into. So he recommended a, this set of books and I, I spent the money on the books. Now, this is going to sound kind of silly to say, but at one point in time, I was I would go out and spend, you know, buy a sneaker for two hundred fifty dollars and never think twice about it. He asked, he, he sent me this series of books to get, and it was four books, and I believe my subtotal was $127. Now, two years ago, I would have never done that. I would have never pulled the trigger on buying those books. I would have never even thought about spending $127 on books. $250 on sneakers, sign me up. $127 on books, no thanks, Right? But what I've learned is that, man, that $127 could me make me X amount of dollars somewhere else down the line. So 
it now is no longer looked at as me just spending money. It's it's me investing in something. Those four books are an investment. Granted, that's not a huge investment of $127, but what it could bring forth in the future could be huge, right? That could be really big. And so it comes to this conversation that I kind of wanted to have today about spending versus investing and how we how we look at the things that we allow into our life. And that's not just from that's not just from a um a money standpoint, but that, that you're going to see that that's any that's anything. But spending money on sneakers, that's just spending, man. That's just, that that money's gone, right? That money's gone. I'm I'm probably not going to see a return on those sneakers unless I turn around and flip them, but I'm not doing that. When I buy sneakers, I wear sneakers. But the money that I'm probably going to see, the money that I am going to see from that $127 purchase is going to far outweigh this initial investment of $127. Now, there's this book that I've been reading um, over and over and over again. Uh, I've been reading it in text and listening to it while I'm in the gym as of as of recent. And it's it's called Awakened Imagination by Neville Goddard. And there's a chapter in this book called The Coin of Heaven. And in this in this book, in the last couple of pages, I believe are are some of the most powerful pages I've ever read. In fact, I've now read them to my daughter. So if you think I'm crazy, correct. But it resonated me resonated with me in a way that a lot of things haven't resonated with me. And and it's kind of shifted my perspective within these last couple of weeks just about spending versus investing. And it's just funny that that situation came up the other day about buying $127 worth of books because I was just, at that moment, drop of a hat, boom, added to cart, purchase. I'm not even thinking twice about it. And I had to take a step back and be like, wow, that was, that was solid on my behalf to do, given the fact that not too long ago, I probably would have said no. I probably would have said, eh, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't want to spend that money. But in this book, in this last couple of chapters, or in this last couple of pages, I just believe there's some some super, super powerful stuff. So I'm going to read just a little bit of it, and then we could dive into it a little bit more. But I just I just think that it's it's so so powerful. So here's Neville Goddard in uh Coin of Heaven within the book of Awakened Imagination. He says, On the morning of April 12th, 1953, my wife and My wife was awakened by the sound of a great voice of authority speaking within her and saying, you must stop spending your thoughts, time, and money. Everything in life must be an investment. To spend is to waste, to squander, to lay out without return. To invest is to lay out for a purpose from which a profit is expected. This revelation of my wife is about the importance of the moment. It is about the transformation of the moment. What we desire does not lie in the future, but in ourselves at this very moment. Any moment in our lives, we are faced with an infinite choice, what we are and what we want to be. And what we want to be is already existent, but to realize it, we must match our inner speech and actions to it. If two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. It is only what is done now that counts. The present moment does not recede into the past. It advances into the future to confront us, spent or invested. Thought is the coin of heaven. Money is its earthly symbol. Every moment must be invested. Our inner talking reveals whether we are spending or investing. Be more interested in what you are inwardly saying now than what you have said by choosing wisely what you think 
and what you feel now. Anytime we feel misunderstood, misused, neglected, suspicious, afraid, we are spending our thoughts and wasting our time. Whenever we assume the feeling of being what we want to be, we are investing. We cannot abandon the moment to negative inner talking and expect to retain command of life. Before us go the results of all that seemingly is behind. Not gone is the last moment, but oncoming. I just think that that's so powerful, man. Because how often do we spend these moments of our lives and just wasting them, man? Whether that be on (sighs) dwelling in the past about something or maybe even who we're spending our time with. or You know, it, it, there's just so much stuff, what we watch, what we listen to. And if you start to flip everything on, you start to flip everything in regard to how you look at how you look at things. And, and if you look at it as an investment versus spending, I think it becomes a lot easier to start valuing what you're doing on a daily basis more and more. And I just think at the end of the day, it's so powerful, man. It's so powerful. And we could always tie it. We could tie this to life. And we could also tie it to basketball training, man. Right? We could definitely tie it to, to the training side of things. From a teacher perspective, you know, are we investing in ourselves to the point that we know that we're, 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 we're trying our best to, to further our understanding, kind of to tie into one of those previous podcasts about, you know, understanding versus drills? Right. But are we spending our time really trying to understand and and knowing that, man, man, there might not be a whole lot of attention with this right now. But me diving deep here and getting to that point of competency where I'm going to know this stuff inside out is going to be an investment in itself that's probably going to show up later, later on in the future. Right. When maybe you're tasked, maybe you're tasked with helping somebody um, get over some type of mental hurdle or physical, you know, you know, physical hurdle, whatever have you, you know, it could be that from a player side, what are you investing in? Are you investing your time into what you truly want? You know what I mean? Like, are are you really working on the things that you know are going to bring forth your end perfect vision of yourself? How are you doing that? Take that approach. Are you spending time in the gym? Or are you in, are you investing your time in the gym? Oh, I like that, man. I like that a lot. Are you spending your time in the gym? Or are you investing your time in the gym? Because a lot of us spend time in the gym, man. I know as a kid, I spent a lot of time in the gym. I would go in there and spend eight hours in that gym. I can't say that I did eight hours of work, but I was in, in that gym for eight hours. Now, was that the smart thing to do? Probably not. My time probably could have been a lot better served had I thought about investing versus spending. All I did was go in there, shoot some shots, play some pickup games, take a break, get some pizza, come back, get some shots up, play some pickup games. But if I would have went in there with the intention of, okay, what do I have to put in today to reap the results tomorrow and the next day and the next day, my eight-hour day could have been structured a lot differently. My eight-hour day could have been structured to the point of basketball for an hour, two hours maybe. Now starting to work on my body, understanding that my body itself would be an investment. The food that I eat that day, 
is an investment. The people that I'm hanging around with that day is an investment. And what I'm feeding my mind that day is an investment. And I could actually probably start to block out those eight hours and get one hell of a day in as it relates to working on the physical side and the mental side. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it'd be, it, it's kind of crazy to think about now. And obviously as a kid, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know, but hopefully that's why things like this exist now, right? Long form podcasts where people like me can just kind of get out what they're thinking about in, in these, in these kind of moments and, and how I can only say how that's helped me. I don't think I was consciously walking along the the lines of in, uh, spending versus investing, but I was doing it. Now I have kind of words to to put behind it, right? And it works, man. It works. Invest in yourself. Invest in everything you do. Invest in other people, the right people. And that's going to come back to you. But spending versus investing. I think it's such a simple concept but it is just so, so powerful at the end of the day. Again, that book is called Awaken Imagination by Neville Goddard. It's one of those books that if you would have given me this book a few years ago and sat it in front of me and said, hey, man, take a take a look at this. I would have looked at it. Uh, and within the first 10 pages, I would have said, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever read in my life. Get this away from me. And isn't it interesting how things come back around and now I can look at it and I look at it like it's a life-changing event every time I turn a page. Because I had to grow as a person. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to receive that information yet. It's like that saying I, I said to one of my one of my clients within the subscription the other day. We were talking and and he and uh he was he was mentioning some of the books that he had and he had like these uh certain 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 books relating to the uh the subconscious mind and he works with with college players and he said, Well I never I never thought that my job would be so related to the mental side of things and getting these players through kind of these mental slumps that they get in. And and he said, you know, it's a good thing I had these books that now I can go get. And when, you know, they're, they're just sitting there and, and I can start to, to tap them for information. And it, it falls along the lines of, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will show. When the student is ready, the teacher will show. And in this case, the books are the teacher. And that's why I'll always push books. If you're ever at a shooting clinic that I do, you will see me push books. I will always talk about reading. I will have every single person look at, look back, every kid look at me like, this guy is out of his mind. I'll tell everybody how much of a nerd I am, but I'll say, look, books can get you to wherever you want to go. It doesn't necessarily you're ready mean you're ready for every book now. I definitely learned that lesson a little bit, um, uh, a little bit earlier on. I got like so gung ho about wanting to find out as much as possible that there's books out there that you have to almost have this base set of knowledge before you can start to comprehend. But it starts, man. It starts with something. It starts with something. So, yeah, man. Um, that's it for today. I uh, I I really just had the thought on my way to get some Wawa coffee because we got a new coffee maker and I don't know how to make the coffee yet and just admitted that out loud. So that's out there in the universe. But I went to Wawa. I got some coffee. Is Wawa's coffee slightly overrated? Yes. Is Wawa slightly overrated? Yeah, sure. Sure is. Sure is.
Um, last but not least, I believe it's all but finalized. I will also be in Minnesota doing a two-day shooting clinic towards the end of July. So I'm going to be in Minnesota end of July. I believe the dates are the 26th through the 27th. So if you're in that area, um, reach out to me. I'll start putting some, we'll, put, we'll be putting some uh, advertising up sooner rather than later. And then um, I'll turn around, I'll come home for two or three days, three days, and then I'll, I'm going to fly uh, out to to Cleveland. And I believe the camp is actually in Akron, Ohio, and they're going to be doing a big, uh, a big shooting clinic there, which is going to be a one-day event. Uh, but we're going to do three separate sessions of 60 kids. And I think that should be a really, really cool event, although really big, man really big. Three sessions of 60 kids is a lot. So uh, that's just kind of on the schedule for now. Sweden was pushed back from May. I'll be in Sweden in June now, as long as the travel ban is not extended. And I'm looking forward to that. Working on some stuff on the West Coast as well, and then possibly back to Utah towards the end of summer. So what we're doing, man, we're out here. We're traveling. You know what I mean? I might as well get wings implanted in my back at this point. With the way that your boy's spending money on flights. So, um, all right, that's it for now, man. I appreciate you guys. Hope all is well. Investing versus spending. What are you doing? Also, uh, no one gave me feedback on just how clear this mic is, but I listened to some of it and I thought it was super good. Thought it was super good. Until next time, guys, have a wonderful rest of your day. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Invest versus spend. I'm out of here. Keep shooting.